Okay, so you mentioned Playface earlier. What's that? What's that all about? We've, we're there's a lot of signaling going on there, huh? There's a lot of signaling going on, and, and you can't see it right now. Maybe we can get it up there. But Danita brought yeah. up a, a picture of, of one of the children in her program who's engaged in what many would call rough and tumble play. He's got his this pool noodle up. There's a kid coming after him. His but, face but is just saying. He's like, here I am. Yeah. But yet you can still look at it, and I'm looking at it as I'm talking to you. His his eyes are still open. You can you can definitely tell this is a playful play face. This is not an aggressive face this is a play a playful face and 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 as we were talking it reminded me a couple weeks ago Becky Bailey was the keynoter at the Indiana AEYC conference and she led off by talking about mirror neurons which maybe is a, a topic for another time but the idea that whatever I'm giving off the signals that I'm sending you're picking up on so if I smile to you you're going to smile back at me for the most part. And, and we can send those messages to each other. And she was saying that that even if your most challenging child in your program, if you practice smiling at her, at him, even if you're having like that, like a half smile and it's struggling, when you start to do that, he will, she will respond to you and and then your heart opens. And as you start to smile, your heart will open. And when your heart opens, your pupils dilate and she said that in the animal world, that means that the person you're interacting with realizes that you're not going to eat them. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. And I think, and I think I love that when when the kid when they're being superheroes when they're when they're engaged in that rough and tumble stuff they they are sending they're, those they're signals. Sending those signals. Their pupils are dilated, and and you can tell by the look on their face when they are pretend fighting and when they, they are, are really mad. fighting. There is a difference. There's between a huge difference. Fighting. And play fighting. We actually had a child in our program a hundred years ago, and when this situation would come up, the, the rough and tumble, the play fighting, if if we saw the vein in his head, somebody was about to get bit. And it was our job as providers to try and figure out what were the signals he was sending off pre-vein. And that and it took us a while and we figured it out. But that becomes then our job is to assist the kids in, in how to manage this kind of play, not just to shut it down. So you got to kind of use your spidey sense. You do. To, to Circle back out. to heroes. Yeah. So what was what was happening if it's consistently somebody's about to get hurt or get bit once you see the vein? Now it's my job to just back it up a little bit. What was going on? What's the pattern? I think there's a detective component to our job sometimes oh, that yeah. gets yeah, overlooked. Mm -hmm. and, and this is something we've touched on in other episodes. Again, it's, it, it goes back to how they're take, you're taking care of, care of yourself as a caregiver because if you're not in the room in the moment with those kids, if your mind is worried about home or you're fretting about paying the bills or just stressed, you don't tune in and, and give off as good as signals or read the or signals read the you're signals. getting mm -hmm. exactly. as well. And or so, you're not consistent either because if yeah. you let your emotions affect what rules, what's going to be allowed that day, um, you need to find a happy place where you can handle that level of violent play every day, I think. Otherwise, confusing the kids. If they're like, well, yesterday we could smack each other with the pool noodles and now today you're telling well, us and, we can't. Yeah. And yeah. consistency is yeah. my, yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. You know what button. I mean? Just being consistent and not letting your emotions... 
and, and mess with it. And I, I think a lot of caregivers think that, on, uh, we're, since we're talking about heroes, that they need to be super superheroes themselves. That they need to can't. be can't do everything. at work. Danita's 30-second book review. Let's start the timer. Okay, thanks for joining us for another 30-second book review. Here's Danita. What do you have for us today? Today I've got The Squiggle by Carol Lexa Schaefer. This is a fantastic book to go along with the yarn plop. Give each child about a one-foot to two-foot piece of yarn. Don't go and measure it. Just cut some yarn uh, and stand back. I do not suggest reading the book first because that's going to cage them in and box in that imagination. Let them explore with the yarn maybe more than one time before you share the squiggle. Again, The Squiggle by Carol Carol Lexa Schaefer. What are the illustrations like? Hold it up. Let me see. There, this child finds a piece of yarn yeah, kind when of she's out on a walk, and she imagines what that piece of yarn could be. Kind of a minimalist kind of thing. Very minimalist. Yep. Awesome. Great it's book. Awesome book. Hey, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. This has been Danita's 30-second book review. So how about a little bit of time on, on personal heroes? I know you've you've wanted to be who you are for a long time, Lisa, and I think it all goes back to, to somebody who maybe was your hero when you were a little girl. And Well, Mary, I... I Mary is why I do what I do. I struggle with this, the hero. For grad school, we had an assignment when, out the gate. We had uh -huh. to write about a, a hero. And I found myself really at a loss. And I think it's the word. Because, you know, there's definitely influential people in my life and people that I've looked up to and definitely mentors. And I could list you a long list of, of those folks. But, but, but there's something about that word hero that I think trips trips me up a little bit. You know, yeah. Mary is why I do what I do. And I, that connection was made with her right, right from the beginning. And But but I've also learned from other kinds of experiences that if you put people on too high of a pedestal, they the have, only place for them to go is is down. Yeah, and the higher the pedestal, the farther, the farther they fall. fall. Now, so Miss Mary, I don't know Mary. Miss Mary, um, my keynote address what if today was their only day? I tell the story of my first day of school. And Mary Menchin, who was my nursery school teacher out in Livermore, California, I went to Mary's nursery school. Mary is why I do what I do. Oh, that's really a cool story. I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll save that for, yeah. for later. Yeah, yeah. So how about you? What's your thoughts on personal heroes, Danita? Oh, I have a lot of personal heroes. Um, one of mine would definitely be my kindergarten teacher and the third grade teacher. Um, definitely why I went down the road of, of early childhood or of education and then um, the early childhood route because I wanted to be like just like Mrs. Hugestrat and be a kindergarten teacher. That woman just brought magic into the room. Just It was magical. It was just wonderful. It was one of my favorite memories of her was, um, was Halloween time. And we'd had a scarecrow in the room, you know, for a couple of weeks. And we were just coming back from P.E., and we came in, and our, the aide was reading the story to us. And I'll be damned if that scarecrow didn't move just enough. That caught your eye, but you think, if you can think this way in kindergarten, that you might be going nuts. And so then you pay back attention to the story. And then again, you saw something, just something, out of the corner of your eye. And here, Mrs. Hugestrat, God bless her, had put a real pumpkin on her head and sat there in that scarecrow outfit, you know. And then another um, 
another thing that she so did. So you weren't going crazy. No, I was it not was, going oh, crazy. That no, didn't happen. That no. doesn't prove, that doesn't, that doesn't no. prove anything. No, that didn't happen until years just, later. <laughs> that just proves somebody had a pumpkin on their head. Right, this is true. But anyway, to in my opinion, to for that to be as many things as I forget. I mean, I forget everything. My mind, I can't even remember if I have rinsed out the shampoo. I, I can't even remember if I've washed my hair when I'm still in the shower. But that memory is so clear and vivid to me. And so that is what I wanted to bring to as many children as I could is just these clear, vivid, magical, just wonderful moments because you get one childhood, you get one chance at it. And I think when I, listening to you speak, and if I just allow myself to stretch the definition of hero, I think it, it it's that the mentor component, I think, is what I can resonate with. Yeah. The adults in my life who have made imprints on me. Would I call them a hero? Probably not. I just don't think I would use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but Inspired very influential, very inspirational, mm-hmm. definitely. And and probably when it came to, well, one woman, her name was Mrs. Brandt. And Mrs. Brandt actually, I started telling this story in the workshops. When I talk about the key to the house and key to the car and the trust component that I speak on, I got that from her. I literally was her babysitter when, you know, 12, 13 years old. And the first time that I was going to go watch her children, you know, I'm all of 12, she took me on a tour of her home. A a tour, basement all the way up, showed me how to use the fire extinguisher, showed me how to wrap the baby in a blanket and drop the baby out the window before rolling out the fire escape ladder brought me th- through the entire home. And, you know, dude, I'm like 12. I'm like, you know, where are the chips, right? This is what, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Am I going to be able so, to find any you know, fear? Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and I was a good kid. So, like, I'm listening. I'm not being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But in, at the same time, I'm 12. You know, yeah. I'm like, just go already. You're going to be gone for an hour. So we circle back down to her kitchen. She sits across from me, almost like a job interview. And she said, you should be so lucky that I'm willing to give you the honor of taking care of my children. She said, I would never let anybody be with my children who I would also not give a key to my house and a key to my car. She slid her house key across the table to me and she said, very seriously, and when you're old enough, you will also have a key to my car. That has stayed with me and has guided how I work with children and families since I was 12 years old. You know, would I call her a hero? Probably not. Was she definitely somebody who made a huge impact in my life? And now even as a professional, most definitely. Can see her in my head. Rest in peace. She died a year ago. And uh, she was also the woman who taught me that your shoes should match your belt. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> she taught me that kind of stuff. Don't wear white before Labor Day. She taught me yeah, that thing that your shoes. Memorial Day. Like your nylon shouldn't be darker than your shoes. And that it didn't matter if the, like the boy you went to the date dance with, if he was shorter than you, that was fine. You still wore nice heels. You know, she taught me that kind of stuff. That's funny. And, and some of that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever kind of stuff. But, um, but the keys to the house and the keys to the car. That's big stuff. It's huge. And I've passed that on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, that's one thing about heroes. Our heroes don't have to be to be perfect. I mean, back when you were a kid, I mean, Superman was perfect back sure. in, the, in the comic books. Well, I think day. Iron Man's pretty perfect right about now. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Tony Stark, he's fine. But but then there, there's there's more more recently as 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 superheroes have evolved in the comics and other places, they're 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 the flawed heroes. Um, Batman is a little bit screwed up, 
but still a hero. And, and I think I think uh, I think we need to remember that even those people that we look up to um, aren't perfect, but they're there. Um, I, I've been thinking while you're listening to your stories. I've, I've been thinking about mine, and. I agree with you, Lisa, that it's it's hard to put that label on somebody. And the only one I, I can think of that comes close is, is my dad. And I don't talk about him much. He was he was he went to Vietnam when I right after I was born and he didn't he didn't completely come back from Vietnam, I don't think. I think a lot of guys that uh, find themselves in those situations don't completely come back. But he was he was the kindest, gentlest, um, most caring people I've person I've ever I've ever known and 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 when I try to replicate that in my life I I try to live up to that I remember when we, when I was in fourth grade uh, my mom and dad were running a group home in Winnebago Nebraska it's a it's a, a it's a reservation town and so they're they're running a group home and I hated it I mean fourth grade had to leave every friend I had in the world and and I'm going through this bad stretch and one Friday night I come home from school. And my best buddy from town is here. And my dad, without my mom even knowing, I think, had, had gotten a hold of, of and I mean, he didn't talk, he hated the telephone, wouldn't uh, got a hold of my buddy's parents and, and went and picked him up and, and brought him out for the weekend. And things like that, just little things can make everyday flawed people into, into heroes. heroes. And so... I think we need to keep our heads in the right place every day when we do this job because those little people that we work with are looking up to us and it may be the key to the house, it may be a smile on the playground, it may be a pat on the back when they're in a, in a bad situation and that, that becomes pretty heroic in those moments. And so we're running out of time. This has been our episode on heroes. Any last comments? I don't think so. It's I got to get into my hero gear, my... my uh Phone booth is here. Denise, <laughs> Your phone booth has arrived. My Denise phone booth has arrived. Denise has got to change into her, her Wonder Woman costume so she can take her, take her uh, invisible jet to get drinks for the next episode. Hey, we'll listen, we'll, we'll listen to you. No, you'll listen to us in the next episode, I hope. You can connect with us online. Uh, we'd like to hear about your heroes. Share them with us at www.ccbagpodcast.com. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Adios. See you later. Connect with Danita at playcounts.com. Connect with Lisa at ooeygooey.com. And connect with me, Jeff Johnson, at explorationsearlylearning.com. See you next time.